Welcome to this episode of the Cycling Industry News Podcast, brought to you in association with Zyro Fisher. I'm joined with Matt Hart from Talk. So Matt, thank you for joining me, first of all. You're welcome. And um, let's just start from the beginning. When was Talk established and, and what were the reasons behind that? Um, it was established in, God, back in 1999. Um, yeah, the, sort of the three ingredients really were... Um, uh, I did a sports science degree in the early 90s, which kind of gave me the qualifications that I needed. Um, I was working in the uh, kind of health and fitness industry um, uh, in health clubs in central London. Uh, I did that, uh, yeah, for the best part of 10 years. So I kind of learned a lot of the consultancy skills that I needed uh, to develop a fitness consultancy. Uh, And I was also racing at elite level at mountain biking as well. Um, So I guess those three ingredients are, are what I used to develop talk and then talk uh really uh was a fitness consultancy at the start the whole sort of nutritional brand that people see today uh, was a few years later so um i was uh, an athlete uh, i coached people that i used to race against initially um, i used the as i said the consultancy knowledge that i developed through working in in the health industry um, and um, yeah, that really kind of that, that set the tone. It wasn't until about 2004 that we launched the Talk Bar, which was the first Talk product that we did. And uh, yeah, the rest has kind of developed from there. So we've very slowly developed our product range. Uh, we've not rushed into anything, um, and we've just made sure that the products are, are right before they go to market. And uh, we've taken our time in doing that. And um, what is it that makes Talk unique in the nutrition marketplace? God, there's quite a long list of, uh, of, of things. I think the, the biggest point is that we're research focused. So uh, we've always had our heads in the research. We want to produce products that work uh, primarily. So we are a true performance nutrition brand. Um, I think we, um, we've always um, chosen a natural path. So even from our first talk bar in 2004, we had uh, we use fairly traded ingredients. We used organic ingredients. Uh, the all of our bars currently, uh, we made some changes last year, so that all of our uh, bars and flapjacks, they're all soil association organic certified. They all have fair trade ingredients. So there's been that kind of natural kind of ethical ethos behind the brand for for many years since its conception, really. Um, but none of this takes away from the performance side of the the brand. So. Um, <coughs> When you look at all of our fueling range, for instance, the the research that came out originally in 2005 looks at combining glucose derivatives with fructose two to one. And what that effectively means in English is that uh, you get get dual transport through the gut wall into the blood from two separate carbohydrates, which means that you can tolerate higher levels of carbohydrate. You can consume more, a bit like a Ferrari needs more fuel than a a standard car um, the more fuel you can put into your body as an athlete the better performance you can get so that's been fundamental really um, to developing the range and all of our fueling range has that technology um, God, thinking of other uh, unique unique areas within the market I mean we're very strong on the education because of the uh, the, the fact that we are a fitness consultancy 
Uh, I think those humble roots that have kind of taken us that we're you know we're still working on fitness consultancy now is a really massive part of the brand so if anybody phones up to ask for advice we can actually talk to them intelligently about the products and how they figure in uh, within their training um, so we're not there just to sell stuff we're there to sort of educate people as well I'm sure there'll be other unique things that uh, will <laughs> pop uh, pop out during the this conversation but uh, that's a sort of a, a flavour of them anyway. And you spoke about the, um, the ethical ethos behind talk. Obviously excess packaging and, and stuff like that has been quite a big um, focus in the industry recently. Um, what are you doing to sort of limit that and to, to make yourself as a company environmentally friendly and, and sustainable? Yeah, it's a very good question. And again, it's because we are soil association certified with a lot of our products it's something that we've had um, it's something that they look for so when we're getting packaging passed uh, passed off and signed off um, it's very much part of their values as well so it's not something that's uh, sort of unusual for us um, we a little while ago moved away from plastic uh, tubs into pouches which use about 20% of the material um, so that's uh, something we, we've done. Um, we're, um, uh, we've just uh, got an order arriving for our first paper bags instead of plastic bags. I think one of the difficulties is that we do quite a lot of events and sometimes those events can be quite rainy. Yeah. So we will have some plastic bags in our Torque RV, um, but we'll, um, uh, where possible we'll be giving out the paper bags. Um, they're made with fully compostable inks as well. Um, I think the difficulty, I think the biggest criticism that we get um, would be with our gel packaging. So um, the problem is there is no solution for single-use gel packaging at the moment. So yeah. it, it's difficult when, when there's a problem that we can't yet solve. Can't fix, uh, but yeah. we, are, you know, we are really looking at that. We're looking at you know, compostable packaging. We're looking at for our organic flapjacks and bars. But really, the technology's got a little way to go. Um, and um, so I guess we're, I guess we're, you know, we're, we're very open and looking at what we can feasibly do. But if our hands are tied on certain areas, we, we, we struggle a little bit. Um, the solution we have come up with the gels that you should see during the 2020 season is uh, a bulk pack of gel. So that allows people to have a pouch of gel that they can decant into their own reusable gel pack, and they can take that out with them. Um, and it will be interesting to see, I think, you know, obviously people who are highly principled will take that approach. It will be interesting to see how many people uh, yeah. take that approach. But we feel that it's something that we should be offering and uh, that we want to offer. I think, I think in, in terms of other, I mean, other sustainable things, we, our whole talk premises is powered by a wood pellet boiler. Uh, <laughs> so we, we've always done what we can um, uh, you know and obviously we've got all the sort of the LED lighting and so on and so forth so I think there's a lot of things that we, um, we, we we've got control of but I think packaging is a it's a it's um we know that we've got to make the effort and I think companies have in general but I think it's um I think we're looking for a little bit of a I think we're looking for a bit of direction from the government really I think yeah. I think all companies are so if laws are put in place and uh, there's certain recycling facilities that could exist that don't, I think when those things happen, then it's a lot easier for companies like us. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose when that sort of um, 
support is available it makes it a lot easier for you to then look at your own processes and see okay we can do this do that I think I think there's kind of um, the stuff that you want to do and we're all for that you know doing the right thing um, but I think sometimes it's nice to have a bit of a rule book isn't it yeah where people absolutely. just say this is what you you know when when we put our recycling outside our homes we know that that's you know no one's fine for not doing it but there's a system in place and it's just you do it don't you yeah. you know you make sure you sort through your, your rubbish um, and I think um, <coughs> like I said I think a lot of the things like gel packaging and so on there's um, there are, there are the technology's there to delaminate these packets and recycle the material it's just that the government isn't incentivizing it and they're not sort of funding it uh, so I, I, I think a lot of these problems will go away with, with with assistance from the government but at the same time we've got to things like the plastic bag thing I mean it's it, the paper bags are really nice they can go in yeah. your compost you know they're, they're, it's really easy to recycle so why not um, if it falls apart in the middle of a wet field then we're going to get a few complaints but um, it's, it's a direction that we're more than happy and totally you know really comfortable with going going in it's just where you can't do stuff that yeah. uh, is difficult I noticed that almost every um, talk nutrition product is vegan is mm. this um, a choice because so they're a group that you're trying to target or provide more for or is it more just a reflection of the demand that you're seeing it's, it's neither of those really they just always have been they've just been vegan products I mean we've always been um, we've never wanted to use animal products unless we really needed to so the tort range has always been vegan I think what, what the change you'll have seen in the packaging over the last sort of 12 to 18 months is that we've just put a vegan logo on there just to tell people because yeah. um, people didn't necessarily know so I think that reflects the kind of the demand for vegan products is the fact that we're telling people but materially the products are no different uh, they've always been vegan um, the only product we have that, that that isn't really in our sort of main line of products is our recovery drink which uses a whey protein but this is again part of the problem is when you're try when you're producing products based on research and the, the, uh, you, you want to use the ingredients that are going to have the best effect uh, on athletes and, and the people that use them. Um, if whey protein is considered way better, forgive the pun, than, uh, than pea protein, um, then we've got a decision to make. Do we want a product that's going to be compromised in some way or do we want a product that's going to be... Uh, um, <laughs> I shouldn't have looked round, should I? <laughs> it's all just got very noisy right here. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, we have, a pro we have a decision to make in that respect. So um, we have produced uh, some prototype vegan recovery mixes using pea protein. They are very good. And if you are vegan, then they'll be very, very effective for you. If you're not vegan, um, you would get a performance benefit from using the whey version. So uh, yeah, expect those to be in the stores this year. And leading on from that, what sort of new projects um, or products do you have planned for 2020 and beyond? Um, we've always been um, a nutrition brand, so uh, 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 sorry, a performance nutrition brand. So everything has been aimed at um, research-led innovation, uh, making sure that the that the products really are fit for purpose for um, you know the best athletes in the world. Um, what we've uh, evolved in the last uh, 12 months into is um, a, a side to talk called Talk Explore, um, and Explore uh, is. Um, it's a. Uh, it still hold, retains the values of talk, so we still have organic produce, 
it's still natural, the flavours are still fantastic, which is what people expect from the Talk brand, but it's much more relaxed and it's much more about adventure, getting out there and just enjoying the great outdoors. Um, our flapjacks, for instance, we launched three last year, have been incredibly popular and it's the kind of thing you can have with a cup of coffee. In fact, I didn't have lunch, so I just had one before we <laughs> spoke, as you saw. So um, <coughs> I even eat our own products, which is obviously... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's great. So I've got a prototype here of our uh, our Bakewell slice, which is uh, coming out in stores in about a month, a month's time. So we now have five um, organic, vegan-friendly flapjacks, half the fat of a normal flapjack, um, really loaded with carbohydrate energy. So just ideal if you're out hiking or you're doing sort of general outdoor stuff. So. For us, the performance brand, we're always going to be working on that. We're always going to make sure that that's at the pinnacle. Um, but what we don't want to do is sacrifice the quality within that particular sort of niche by trying to go more mass market with it. So it is for people who take their sport very seriously. Um, what Explore is giving us the opportunity to do is to, is to reach a bigger market of people who are generally physically active. Um, um, and, and, and have some fun in the process, like I said, with retaining the values that we've got, having some great flavours, but not having to worry quite so much about the, the fat content within the, the, yeah. the product. So, I mean, our talk bar, our performance bar, uh, our first ever product has got a gram of fat in a bar. Uh, you need low fat in order for you to absorb the carbohydrate. Yeah. The flapjack has eight grams. So it's not a performance flapjack, um, but a normal flapjack will have about 20 grams. So you're looking at, you know, a... Um, a, 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 you know, a, a healthy, active snack, not a performance product. So, I think that's where we're, yeah, we're really. Um, I think the explore side is the side that's going to be. Um, you're going to notice a lot more growth in, um, but the performance brand isn't going away, and, and, and that's that's our that's our heritage. That's that's us. So we we're going to keep a very close eye on that. And um, you run your own performance teams and invest a lot of, of time in them. Is this of benefit to the brand or is this more sort of a labour of love? Um, I think when, I go, when you go back to the start, which would have been in the, the late 90s, it was a group of uh, mountain bikers that I coached, that we formed a team uh, and we all rode together and uh, we all wore the kit. So I think whenever you've got people wearing your brand who are out and about it's bound to be of benefit and there was a definitely a marketing decision there um, we've since grown to having uh, a triathlon team uh, we've got a running team and we've got a track cycling team as well um, and if it wasn't for the managers that manage those teams and the sponsors that we've got uh, we've got some fantastic sponsors that look after us um, one of whom I'm wearing their jacket at the moment because it's <laughs> cold in this interview room um, <laughs> Um, if it wasn't for them, the teams wouldn't run. And actually, when we look at the time and the effort we put into them, sometimes you do question whether uh, you get the, the value out of it. I mean, there's a classic thing in marketing, isn't it, is that, you know, 50% of it works. You just don't yeah. know which 50%. Um, so I think with, um, with the teams, yes, it is a labour of love. Um, we get a lot of support from passionate people who are connected to it. We love the images that we get and we love the performances. We get some great performances from the team athletes. Um, but there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and I think you've got your team athletes who are sort of more grassroots and they're in the they're, they're head to toe in the talk brand. <coughs> and then you've got people that you sponsor and ambassadors um, who they'll have a talk bottle on their bike or and they'll use the product. And I think 
we've got a lot of very high level uh, talk ambassadors who aren't on the team uh, who are quite frankly better than uh, a lot of the yeah. athletes on the team um, but um, I think something that's very unique to talk there as well is that we don't chase ambassadors we don't pay money we don't go out there to just put our brand onto people we get genuine connection with people who want to uh, use our product and often their nutritionists will contact us uh, because talk is the product that they should be using um, and of course for that handful of um, you know world-class athletes we will give them a free supply um, but um, they are almost a step away from the team in that um, they're great people because we've had some fantastic results from these people that, and they absolutely love the brand and they tell people that they love the brand and I think that's um, that's I think that kind of goes along with the ethics it's quite there's a fine line between marketing and you know yeah um, uh, you know we, we want pe we need to market we need people to know that the products work but we want to be genuine and honest about it and I think that's with the team and the, the their knowledge of the products and their performance and then obviously with our ambassadors um, you know, hopefully any of them that have got the, that are associated with the talk brand speak very highly of it. You've worked with bike shops and outdoor stores to create um, talk accredited nutrition centres. Um, has this been a big focus for you and, and what does this accreditation mean? Um, I think it comes down to our consultancy and our education routes really. Um, we, we feel that if a store has the knowledge um, if we can teach someone in that store to consult with the customer, so they come in and they say to them, oh, you know, I can see you're looking at the nutrition stand, uh, what, kind of, what kind of cycling, what kind of running do you do, you know, uh, what kind of sport do you do, and you strike up a conversation. If you can consult with that person, find out what they do, and then you can tailor their nutrition to their needs, then it's very valuable for a store, because a store then has, um, the, the customer, will always want to go back because they'll know that that person has consulted with them properly and has, has looked after their needs and sold them the product relevantly. We're, we're massive within this accreditation to say don't just sell people stuff they don't need. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, if they're doing half an hour in the gym twice a week and they're looking at the nutrition stand, just just sell them a pump or something. <laughs> you know, it's really you know we're not we're not in the market for selling people um, products they don't need. Um, conversely, if they're doing sportives, if they're doing quite big endurance events, the difference uh, nutrition makes is is huge you know and anyone who's done these kind of events and not had nutrition um, knows what the dreaded bonk feels like so you know we're we're, we're um, th that's a massive part for us is to is to make sure that the staff within the store sell appropriately have full knowledge of the product and um, because talk is so easy to sell because we have systems around fueling and recovery um, it's very easy to educate customers as to how that their needs really in terms of um, consumption so um, we found it's hugely valuable I think if you ask any of the stores that you know over 100 stores that are accredited I think they'll say the same and for us it's we invest time with the store so that they can invest time with the customer the customer gets a great experience the store gets repeat purchase um, and uh, everyone's a winner aren't they you know that's 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 the beauty of it so yeah. I think it, it's it's the education side of things, um, you know, we, we, we do it because we want to create the best possible experience, but the, the happy coincidence out of that is that the shops will get better sales.
And so what does the future hold for Talk? What have you got in the pipeline? Oh, well, we've never had a business plan, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I think um, we're, not, we're not bottom line driven, for sure. Um, we're, we're quite a kind of cool, laid back company. We work very hard. Uh, we want to do things properly. And I think um, we will always put quality over turnover. Um, and I think we just need to see where it goes. Uh, we're always looking at uh, uh, <coughs> new markets potentially. We're always looking at new products. And, and, uh, but we just want to do things properly. That's kind of what we do. And I think, um, I think really if there's going to be uh, growth for us, I think it is with the Explore range really because I think more that it's just it's something that um, everybody can have you know so with the growth of e-bikes for instance i mean you're not going to have a performance nutrition stand in an e-bike shop because the you know yeah. they've got their nutrition on their <laughs> motor haven't they um but they will have a an explore flapjack you know when they're out and about yeah um so um i think it's just looking at um uh, that's the bit that i think kind of i'm quite interested and curious with is is, is where that explore brand goes and then sort of crystallizing and improving um, with the uh, you know with the performance range, I mean one thing we've done um, I mentioned briefly about the way that the, um, the, the the torque energy products work in terms of combining glucose and fructose. Uh, we had for many years type one people with type one diabetes coming to us and saying, do you realise what the amazing product you've got there yeah. in your gel? You know, if ever I get a hypo, I have one of your gels. It's better than my medication. So we had that for a number of years, and actually what we've managed to do now is apply the sports science research, which is, there's probably 30 peer-reviewed published studies supporting um, the, 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 the benefits of uh, the, the, the way that our gels and our energy drinks deliver energy. Uh, we've applied that to the diabetes market, so now our gel is available um, on the NHS as a hypo treatment. So um, it's an incredibly effective formulation. It will raise blood sugar very quickly which is great in that situation where yeah. your blood sugar is low if you've got a hypo um, but the, 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 the beauty is it's exactly the same research that athletes need to get delivery of carbohydrate very quickly because if a, an athlete gets delivery of carbohydrate very quickly it means they can consume more per hour the more they consume per hour the, um, the higher pace they can afford to go at without worrying about I've mentioned the word bonking. I've got to explain yeah. that that means <laughs> running out of energy in cycling. <laughs> I know it means other th stuff as well. Um, but um, so, I mean, that's, I think that whole sort of diabetes area, um, it's, it's early days. But um, as I said, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's another area for talk that people listening to this wouldn't even realise yeah. that we're in. Well, brilliant. Thank you so much for, for your time and for talking to me. You're welcome. Thank you very much.